0: you know you can relive the glory days or think about the good old days Yeah, yeah you miss that though you know so metabolic training gave me that back you know like i love going to class and ending up at the end of it laying on the floor looking at everybody making jokes about how hard it was but oh we'll be back tomorrow going on everybody? I am Lindsay Abel here with my co-host, the master of metabolic, Matt Phelps himself, and we are doing our first episode of the Metabolic Experience podcast. We are so excited to be here uh, sharing some stuff with you guys today. Matt, how are we doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How about yourself?
0: Awesome. Excited to do this.
1: But we already know that because we spent the whole morning together. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure. Matt and I have been together since 6, well, 530 this yes. morning. <laughs> Worked out together at 6. It was a good time. Um, well, good time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: relative. Relatively speaking.
0: Um, so we are We're very excited to have uh, this podcast here. But Matt, this is kind of your brainchild. You were the one that thought about this uh, whole project to do. Uh, so let's talk about why.
1: Yeah, you know, I think for me, I've always looked for a platform to talk more about metabolic training in this program that has not only changed my life, but changed the life of so many people around me. Clients at the gym, family, friends, uh, you know, people who Started as clients who became like family and like friends to me, so I thought, what better way to share it than to start a podcast and to co-host it with someone who has been there since the beginning of our journey into metabolic training as a as a business, uh, which is you. So I'm really excited. I want to really express to people. Obviously, I want to use this platform to educate people about metabolic training because I still think it's a pretty new concept to a lot of people and it's pretty misunderstood. I think there's a lot of and misconceptions about it, Mm -hmm. but I also want to really capture, and that's why we're calling this the metabolic experience that this whole system, this whole program truly is a life-changing experience, and I want to talk about a bunch of different things with the listeners on this program. I want to talk about body image issues, I want to talk about nutrition, workout tips, um, and just things that we deal with in day-to-day life that I think people would benefit to know that you and I do, in fact, deal with them, such as the uh, eight Almond Joy miniatures <laughs> I ate last night. Well, We, we won't talk about me. that, though.
0: But I think uh, that's what excited me about this podcast idea as well. I think it's uh, such a huge platform for us and I think the word experience is so great because I think as we get older um, with age comes experience whether it's experience in the gym but also just life experiences, you know, things that we deal with on a day-to-day or things, circumstances that we've been through or situations that we've dealt with that can either help, whether it's a trainer coming up in the industry, whether it's somebody that's, you know, just at home looking for a new fitness program, whether it's somebody that's struggling with body image or um, um, you know, self-esteem issues, all of those things can be wrapped up in the experience of this podcast, as well as our experience as humans and all of that. So I just thought it was uh, just an awesome idea.
1: Yeah, I'm just super excited. I feel like we have such a positive message yeah. and an exciting exercise system to share with people that this is such a neat, a neat, awesome way to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. But before we dive too deep into it, I think our listeners might want to know how did we end up sitting across this table from each other?
0: Yeah, I mean, I always go back to the first time that I met you. Um, I was a competitive cheerleader looking to get more advanced in my sport. Um, shout out to CNY Storm All-Stars. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, so uh, we we were vying for a world's bid. I had no idea. What it was. I'd never lifted a weight in my life. I had never touched a barbell or a dumbbell. Um, I would do some body weight stuff, some cardio, whatever. Um, and, uh, my boyfriend at the time, his mom was a client of yours as well as his brother who played for a local football team. And they said, you were the guy to go see, um, if I wanted to get more efficient in my sport. Um, and, uh, at that time, metabolic hadn't really gotten started yet. Um, you were kind of doing a little bit more of the personal training thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so I reached out to you, you nicely took me on as a client, and uh, it changed my life. I, um, I never knew the feeling of feeling strong. Um, I was always afraid to lift weights, thinking I was gonna get bulky, or just I didn't know it was an intimidating thing for me as a woman to walk into a weight room and just not know what the hell I was doing. So um, yeah, it was a really cool, uh, cool start to this whole journey of mine. Um, but yeah, the feeling of uh I remember feeling really efficient in my sport just because the way we were training was uh working muscles that I'd never worked before. Um and uh and yeah, the confidence that I started to build uh because I was getting stronger was was something that I didn't expect as a um side effect of strength training. Um but I also was just kind of segueing that into metabolic. Um it was starting to grow, it was starting to boom, and uh you kept on trying to convince me to take this class, this metabolic class. And at that time, I was like feeling myself because I just got into weightlifting and I thought like I was cool and I was like the cool chick in the gym. Um, But you convinced me, said, come on, you've got to do it. This will be perfect for you. You're going to love it. It's similar to what you're doing right now. It's just with people and not by yourself. Um, So finally, you broke me down. I took my first metabolic class. Um, I remember it because I had to immediately go home and lay down for like an hour and a half before I went to work because I was so exhausted um, and so sore. But it was like exactly what I wanted. You know, it was cardio, it was strength, it was core, it was everything. Um, And, uh, and, and the community around it is what made it super special.
1: Well, I have a slightly (laughs) unique recollection of how, how we first met. So people might be interested to know, I got an email in my inbox. I think, God, (laughs) the year had to be like, what, 2012? Probably 2012. something like that. And, In the email, this girl is just telling me she's a cheerleader, but she's describing herself as being incredibly out of shape and so deconditioned. So I'm starting to form a mental image in my head of, you know, someone that has a long, long way to go in... In through the back door of our old rundown gym in menans walks Lindsay, this peppy, energetic, fit, uh, young woman. And I was just laughing to myself. And it, actually, in fact, what she's not telling you guys is after our first workout, she went outside and did backflips in front of the gym.
0: I don't so. know if that was the first workout, that might have been like <laughs> was, like the second, it was one of them for sure, or yeah. something.
1: But uh, no, Lindsay. Lindsay has been instrumental in developing and building this program. Without her, we definitely wouldn't have established metabolic to where it is today. Not only that, but I think she also empowers so many women on a daily basis and teaches them that it's not, although Lindsay and I have both done uh, competitions before, it's not about being shredded all the time. It's about being healthy and being strong and prioritizing those things. And that's another element of this podcast we really want to convey to you guys. So but that yeah that's that's the story of how we met uh Lindsay started coaching for me soon thereafter and was soon much more popular than I was uh she had quite a it's run of she had quite a run of making uh men who were trying to gym get sick but uh we Matt got to had that. to have
0: a side note Matt had to have a serious conversation with me when I first started training with him I think we had like four or five they were like collegiate hockey players and and Matt always liked to throw the guys in the back room with me at the at the time we had just separated we had we were running two classes at the same time and he would often put me with all the dudes in the back and uh there was like three or four collegiate hockey players or something and uh I honest to god had three of them projectile vomiting outside the door (laughs) like and and I mean I didn't I I thought here's some like strong hockey players they can handle this and Matt so in his in the way that he is so calm and cool and collected pulled me aside and was like Linz I love your intensity. You're doing a great job, but I want people to come back. (laughs) You got to chill out a little bit. And I learned a valuable lesson that day and knock on wood, I've made a few people puke since then, but uh, not not that many. Yeah, we've learned some things
1: (laughs) since then for sure. Well, I think we would be remiss before we get too deep into this episode of the podcast, if we didn't talk about metabolic training a little bit and what it actually is, what it actually <laughs> means. So, Lindsay, how would you, I'll, I, I think it'd be cool if you shared your definition mm-hmm. of it. I could share mine. They're going to be very similar, I'm <laughs> sure. They better be. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can, we can discuss that a little bit and how we got started
0: in it and how it's changed our philosophy on training. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, I mean, my, like, you know, quick explanation of metabolic training would be a combination of cardio core strength and plyometrics with a heavy emphasis on strength training um another way i would put it is kind of strength training at a pace um for me i think uh metabolic training has changed my philosophy in that it's it's kind of the the complete package of what I'm looking for when I go to the gym. I remember when I used to go to a more traditional gym setting and I would walk in, I would start with, you know, 10 minutes on the treadmill and then maybe I would walk over to the free weight section, I would do a couple lifts there and then I'd be on my phone for 10 minutes and then I'd go over and I'd be looking for the athletic build, that kind of athletic figure that I was looking for, um, but never really achieving it or it would take me two hours. You know, with metabolic training, you're getting... All of that within 45 minutes, um, you're getting a really efficient and effective workout. And outside of that, I grew up, as I said, as a competitive cheerleader. Um, A lot of our clients are former athletes. I think the coolest part about metabolic training is that you are with a team. And though nobody is... It's a team that nobody is against each other. You're all on the same team. You're all going for the same goal. But it takes, uh, it makes it fun and 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 kind of gives you something to push for. And and you know when you're you know ready to give up on a set, but the person next to you is pushing through their set, you're not going to give up because you don't give up on your teammate. So you push through it. And so it takes you know uh, strength training. It takes cardio, and it just brings it all together in a really fun, efficient, and effective package.
1: Yeah, that was beautifully said, and I couldn't agree more. And I always just tell people. It's pretty much the marriage of strength and cardio blended together in a very... You hit the nail on the head, a very efficient workout. Mm -hmm. And most of our workouts take less, 45 minutes or less. And we understand that people have busy lives. They have a lot of things going on and they don't necessarily have time to do double sessions at the gym or do cardio in the morning and weights in the evening. So why not find a way to get the benefits of building strength, developing lean muscle and getting in better cardiovascular shape as well? So Mm -hmm. that's... the beauty of metabolic training for me. I think the other thing you kind of hit on a little bit that I wanted to touch on is... The feeling you get from it's almost like you're survive. It's almost like a war, like you're <laughs> yes. surviving an adverse situation with a group of people. Yeah, that makes it such a fun, unique experience, and I think gets the endorphins going in a way that's very different than the three sets of ten with your headphones on 100%. type of feel. You know, and it's not for everybody. I have some some of my best friends in the area. They they prefer the three sets of ten with the headphones on. Um, shout out to Bill if you're listening. <laughs> but uh, you know, for most of us, I think it's really rewarding, especially as you get into your thirties and you've kind of seen everything and tried everything. It's, it's, you kind of settle into this as this is, I'm doing the things that matter. You know, I'm training for time under tension. I'm working muscle groups correctly without hoisting weights around that are too heavy um, or possibly risking injury. So I think one of the core parts i don't i think you would agree is that metabolic training is super adaptable to many different types of people
0: 100% i one of my favorite things about both training at metabolic um as a trainer and as a client because i take the classes myself is that it is completely scalable and we'll have, you know, grandmothers working out next to their grandsons or, you know, moms working out with their kids. Or we've got, you know, whole families that will come and work out together and they're all doing the exact same workout, but in their own ability level and in their own range. And I think especially, um, you know, as people age and as we grow, I think, you know, um, Maintaining lean muscle is so important. Um, being mobile and flexible is so important. Um, and I think, you know, in something like metabolic training, because it is so adaptable, it's strength training out of pace, sure. But it's whatever your strength training needs are. It's very scalable to what you need.
1: Yeah, I never in my wildest dreams thought I would work out next to my mom. <laughs> but metabolic training has afforded me the opportunity to at times spend time with my own mom, who's, yeah. you know, I won't stay her age on here because I'll get in a lot of trouble but um, she's in great shape for her age, especially. And, uh, you know, a real role model to me, but I think it's really cool that I'm able to not do my mom's workout and she's not doing my workout. We're all doing our own unique workout, creating our own experience in those 45 minutes, which I think is really, really special and really cool. In fact, uh, I trained the Detroit Pistons for three days the last two summers, and we did the same templates we do at Metabolic. And yeah. I think a lot of our clients were blown away by that. And they were they were so amazed at, that these, you know, Blake Griffin and Stanley Johnson and these big NBA basketball stars were, were doing this hurricane and yeah. three and three and yeah. thunder and lightning and the same templates that we have. So uh, I
0: know one thing that uh, when I was in the gym, when you were – doing that with the pistons one of the things that the clients loved to see was them fail at the exercises oh, they, too or, yeah, I mean, they're, big, that, they're yeah, big guys yeah. so as you they, know
1: yeah. as you've learned from making <laughs> so many of them get sick that yeah, bigger yeah. men this is super tough <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep yep but i also think it, it just kind of unifies the masses a little bit and kind of makes us all feel uh, feel proud and but human at the same time you know and i think people will say it to you too when they'll work out like oh, i don't want to be in your group i don't want to work out next to you but they realize very quickly that because it is so scalable we're all dying together you know we're all surviving together but we're all working hard at our own rate so it's not like Matt and I are cruising through a workout oh, because God. you know Matt developed Never. it and I'm coach been coaching it for seven years or whatever it's we're still being challenged every single day so yeah I mean, uh, we, we're all in
1: it together we rep shave we oh. stop before the bell we I don't late. Matt
0: does I don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> we start late uh you know we definitely we definitely need to be pushed just like everybody else and you know I was I was doing a workout the other day and And I had this guy behind me and he was kind of razzing me because I stopped early a couple of times. And he was like, wow, I didn't know that you even stopped early ever, that that was something that happened. And I think people forget that even though we're trainers and we design the workouts, we definitely are human, (laughs) first and foremost. And, you know, we've done these things a time or two and we're uh, we're wise in our years of metabolic training for sure. So, um, yeah. So I just, I think one of the things that I think some of our listeners might want to learn a little more about is just from a female perspective, how has metabolic training changed your outlook on, on training with weights on strength training?
0: Yeah, so um, like I mentioned in the beginning, I think um, when I first started walking into the the strength training world, I was really afraid of, you know, you hear that like you don't want to be bulky or, you know, you don't want to look like you don't have manly arms, you know. And um, I was always afraid of that when I was uh, going into the strength training stuff. But um, what metabolic has changed for me is that I'm not afraid. In fact, um, some of the leanest times that I've ever been were when I was lifting my heaviest, you know, and even now, um, lifting heavy is, is, uh, definitely my, Heavy, where I, it's controlled heavy, you know, um, but it's it's my preferred way to go, and it's uh, feeling strong. Like I also said in the beginning, gave me a, a different confidence that I that I didn't realize would be related to strength. You know, I hold my shoulders up a little taller. I I uh, I, I walk a little taller, and I'm only four eleven, so it's tough for me. But um, <laughs> I know, uh, you know, for all of us four eleven chicks, we got to stay four <laughs> eleven. I am 4'11 and a half though. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it just it gave me like a really a really cool confidence um, that I didn't expect to gain just from lifting weights um I found that um you know I love having the lean muscle tone that I have on um it just makes me feel strong and beautiful and confident and I and I love that um so yeah I think uh it can definitely be an intimidating thing, and I still get that a lot from clients that will come in and say, "You know, I, I want to. I don't want to get too bulky." And I, I just I let them know like you have nothing to fear. And women, as we age, I think it's at age thirty we stop putting on really lean muscle, and we start to actually lose if you're not actively working at it. Um, and oh yeah, I
1: think it might even happen sooner. It might even uh, be
0: sooner yeah. than that. So it is so important in terms of just like health and longevity to add lean muscle especially as you age you know so um, I think that's another thing like forget aesthetics talk about health um, the more lean muscle that we can put on and maintain um, the healthier you're going to be long term you know into your 60s 70s 80s you know however long it takes um, so yeah it's not even just about aesthetics it's, it's for health reasons
1: for sure and you know for me and my and my start in metabolic training I was actually Actually, inspired by not only you but so many of the other women that were doing the workouts on a regular basis. Because at that time that I first started doing metabolic training as my primary training style, yeah. there was probably like two or three guys. You in the and gym. Drew. Shout out Scott Mitchell and Rodney Peterson.
0: Yes, <laughs> Hot Rod.
1: But uh, no, there wasn't many at all. You can count them yeah. on one hand, and I kind of had dismissed the workout as a as a woman's workout, right. and I treated it as such. But something kind of funny happened as I started training my female clients with more intensity and, quite frankly, more respect as Mm -hmm. as capable people. Uh, I just saw their bodies changing. Yeah. Like they're, they got shoulders. They got their upper backs looked awesome. Yeah. They got Their glutes were developing. Um, that's what you and I always joke about.
0: <laughs> you get the metabolic booty. Yeah. You bake those cakes. The, the two <laughs> muscle
1: groups that you're guaranteed to get results with are your glutes and your delts. I pride, oh, yeah. I don't guarantee much. But if you go through metabolic for a year, you'll have a bigger butt uh, yeah. and, and definitely more defined delts. For I've fair.
0: always joked that you could walk down the street and tell who goes to metabolic by their shoulders and their butt. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I I had seen so many of these women getting amazing results. So I decided to do the workouts myself. I was getting bored with my training. I'd done a lot of powerlifting, a lot of really heavy stuff. And I just figured what the hell, I might as well try this and see what happens. And this was back in 2013. And I haven't looked back since. So, Mm. um, you know, it took it took my evolution of training. And I I still love all forms of fitness and all forms of training. But it took it was a real evolution that got me to this place and kind of made me feel athletic and mobile and uh, in a way that I found to be practical and and something I could sustain. um, You know, and I haven't looked back. But one of the uh, the guys at the gym, Drew Smith, who you referenced earlier,
0: absolutely. Yeah, he's a... He's, the, I call the legend, yeah. Drew Smith.
1: <laughs> I call. I always tease him and call him a Clydesdale. <laughs> he's he's about six to 220 pounds of lean muscle.
0: Imagine the most good looking man you've ever seen.
1: <laughs>
0: Welcome, Drew Smith.
1: Yeah. He's he's not uh, he's not ugly. <laughs> Sorry, James. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, Drew. Drew. I used to. He drew played football at the professional level for the. Buffalo Bills in 2013. He was a standout athlete in college at U Albany, um, and just on—he's t- just a great guy. And yeah. he started teaching classes with me because he was looking for a little career direction. And I had trained Drew as a high school athlete, so I've known Drew, God, probably 11 years now—a very amazing. long time and uh
0: did you know he was nfl bound when you trained him in high school did you just tell that he was he was he was
1: he was a man in <laughs> yeah. high school so yeah. he was advanced yeah. for sure um i didn't know he would you know take a couple snaps in the nfl <laughs> yeah. but i mean he's a good kid he comes from yeah. a good a good background and he's honestly, probably like the hardest worker that I've ever been. I've never, nobody will ever outwork Drew Smith. And I will say that to anybody, this guy, for all the younger trainers out there, you should just watch this guy. He, he goes in, he puts in long days, he smiles the whole time, no matter what he's going on in his personal life. And it's pretty cool to see, but Circling back, Drew, (laughs) I used to make him do the workouts with me because I I remember that I thought to myself at first just being fully transparent. It was man, if Drew and I do the workouts and all these women see us doing them, maybe they'll make their husbands come. And honestly, that was the reason Drew and I started doing it. Yeah. Then we kept doing it because we loved it. Yeah. And that, and that was the difference. Uh, incidentally, their husbands did join. Yeah. The gym exploded, and here we are. Here we are. Where we are today. <laughs> but um, I thought it was really a unique story to uh to hear about how I got started into metabolic training, and and you know. I, I haven't always done it. It's it's new to me too yeah. along this path. So for our listeners out there, I just want to let you know I'm currently sitting in my basement right now, and I apologize <laughs> if you hear two dogs barking. I have two eight year old German shepherds, Zeke in Utah. That's right. They uh they're pretty mean to Lindsay's dog, so she didn't. Yeah, bring her poor dog James. <laughs> Not
0: the same James we referenced earlier. My dog James.
1: <laughs> yeah. So how? I just want to know up from your stance. How has metabolic training shifted your? philosophy on training?
0: Well, it's funny. I think you and I have a little bit different backgrounds with that because I didn't really have a philosophy on training before I met you, you know? Um, Again, I came from a a cheerleading background and, uh, you know, we did a lot of just kind of body weight stuff back then and that was fine. And I didn't know, I always knew that I wanted to be athletic. I never knew how to to get there. Um, I met you and we started doing the, the strength training and I, and that was awesome and I really loved that and I loved getting in my headphones and kind of zoning out and doing my own thing. Um, but even that, I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm, I'm squatting, you know, 205 pounds. Like, what am I doing? You know, where do I go from here? Um, when I started with metabolic, um, it was, it didn't change my philosophy because I didn't have one, but it gave me a philosophy because I I never knew what path to take. And, and when I started metabolic, I found my path. Um, it was it was a way for me to feel the confidence of strength that I gained from strength training. It was a way for me to get the athletic look that I wanted because there is a cardio component to it and you're doing everything at a pace. It gave me the community that I was craving after I left the cheerleading world, you know, like, I I don't know if, you know, any of our listeners can relate, but you know, when you are on a team for a long time and then all of a sudden you're not on a team anymore, you've, you know, you can relive the glory days or think about the good old days. Yeah, Yeah, You miss that though, you know? So metabolic training gave me that back, you know, like I love going to class and, ending up at the end of it laying on the floor looking at everybody making jokes about how hard it was, but oh, we'll be back tomorrow. And it, it just it gives you that, that, that sense of, of community, of belonging, and and it, and it gives you the results that you're looking for. So it it gave me a philosophy. So pre-metabolic, I didn't I wouldn't have been able to answer a question of what my philosophy was because I didn't have one. But now my philosophy is metabolic training because I have reaped all of the benefits from it. You know,
1: absolutely, and I think that's. It's funny. It's all about perception. I yep. think with metabolic training, I think people hear metabolic training and in a in and in, this is something we'll dive into on a much deeper level in future episodes. Yeah. But people tend to think it's like a boot camp or circuit training. Does it, it make hit. your skin crawl when I call, call, it. It. I call it hit? I can't call it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hit. Nope. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in another episode, but. Honestly, I, th- I think when you scale it back and look at what it is, we do a lot of our sets for time under tension for a number of reasons. Number one, I feel as though it's more effective because mm-hmm. you're going to use a load – that you're supposed to use. Sometimes if you tell people do three sets of eight, they'll grab something that's way too heavy and speed, go speed through their reps. There's no control. There's no time under tension to allow for those muscles to grow and develop. And the time under tension aspect of metabolic is what makes unique. But if you even break it down within that, We're all doing reps for sets in those time under tension sets that we do. So in many ways, it's funny how people perceive metabolic. But, you know, you could write down on a piece of paper, I want you to do three sets of 12 floor presses, three sets of 12 goblet squats, Mm -hmm. three sets of 12 strap rows. And that wouldn't be perceived as being metabolic training. But because we do it with limited rest periods and at an efficient tempo – That's metabolic training, but it's the same, the same work output that's being done. So that's one of the things I just, I want to educate our listeners about is, is that it is strength training based and the cardio, that's like the cherry on top. The cardio comes from just not having a lot of rest.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I feel like, so as a, from a male's perspective, um, has it changed your philosophy on training? I'm sure it has, but you can talk about that on your own, but also like in terms of like Putting on size or changing your physique. How has that changed what you thought about everything before?
1: Yeah. So I think one of the things is when you first get into this stuff, you think anything is possible. And I remember being in college thinking, reading the muscle magazines and being mm-hmm. like, wow, I could look like those guys. Or, you know, maybe I can bench 450 pounds if yeah. I if I follow this program and, and really thinking that that was in the cards for me. And as you get older, you realize genetics do play a, a heavy hand yeah. in uh, the results we get in the gym. But with that said, if much of what we do is going to yield a similar result, Shouldn't you do something that you find to be enjoyable and sustainable along the way? And that's the beauty of metabolic training for me is I really do enjoy it. I find it to be incredibly sustainable. I miss it when I don't do it. It's kept me consistent at a time when I might have gotten a little bit bored yeah. in the gym. But to answer your question, I'm not. I'm not the biggest guy. Um, I weigh about 165 pounds and five eight and a half. <laughs> As I was told, I thought I was five nine. This nurse told me, "Oh no, you're five eight and a half." Oh my god! So yeah, it makes a difference. Five eight and a half, but it's i've definitely changed my body um i've added muscle to my chest my shoulders uh, my waist is definitely got yeah. is smaller than it's ever been um aside from when i competed in 2014 but Uh, You know, it's really just allowed me to really change my body, but not in a not numbers related. way. I don't really like to assess it through the scale, just mirror how clothes fit, how I feel confidence like you alluded to all that. But we have a ton of dudes now that have come through our program and not only not lost size, but built muscle for sure. Agreed. For sure. And I, I think, you know, we have we have guys that are doing Chin ups from TRX straps in the middle of the workout and, mm-hmm. you know, squatting 180 pound kettlebells and, you know, uh floor pressing 110 pound dumbbells for t- for a lot of reps for yep. like 45, 50 seconds um, and, and doing it all at a very high level of fitness. So that that alone has sold me that I think not only is this not going to cause you to lose size, but in fact, it's what you should be doing for most of us in our thirties, especially mm-hmm. to, to build size yeah. as a, as a guy. And I know most of our listeners out there may not, you know, may not be necessarily in that category, but it's good to know. And I, and I think that's a really valuable lesson.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So Lindsay, I have to ask, we've talked a little bit about why we're doing this, mm-hmm. but I think one of the things that is really cool about the gym is it's really changed a lot of our lives. And we kind of joke around and call it like our fit fam, but Mm -hmm. we've really become sort of like a very tight knit family. Um, And I'm talking about yourself, me, um, the other trainers at the gym and I've watched everybody grow and evolve and we've seen people get engaged (laughs) get married married. (laughs) like you (laughs) Uh, because of because of the gym. So I think it's important to talk about how this training philosophy and style has not only bonded us in the gym, but has bonded us outside of the gym as well. But as funny as it sounds, I really don't think that it's it it sounds kind of cheesy, but I really do think the training philosophy was the basis for kind of making people feel so strongly about the gym to begin with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think, uh, I mean, there's a million different gyms out there, programs out there, whatever, and and what sets metabolic apart is the experience of it. And as you alluded to already, I mean, I met my husband at the gym, you know? Um, We started out just as friends, knew each other a while ago, we started training together, you know? And then I think you just, I think... You, there's a mutual respect because you work alongside somebody in, as you said, a very adverse. Situation, You know, you're, you're going through adversity together, so you can't help but respect the people that you're around that are doing that, too. So I think the relationships that you start to create, the bonds that you start to create are just stronger than ones that you'd meet with somebody off the street or off wherever, because you you kind of get to know their character a little bit, you know. Um, and then the trainers, I mean, they're my best friends. <laughs> you know, I genuinely look forward to seeing all the other trainers, you know. I mean, it's. Now, of course. Uh,
1: How how often do people hate their job? They hate the people they work with. I mean, I can tell you firsthand, one of the reasons I was able to get up at 3.30 every day for so long was because I really enjoyed my 5 a.m. classes. I enjoyed the people that were there. I still do. And I look forward to seeing them on a daily basis. So it makes it so much easier, especially when you get along so well with with the people in the gym as well.
0: Yeah, and I think it breeds a really positive and passionate environment because everybody involved uh in terms of the clients i mean they obviously want to be there because they're choosing to they they choose to come there so they want to be there um the trainers you know it's our job but it's not our job, it's our passion, you know? So you're, you're coming into people that are just positive and excited. You know, it's not like, you know, when you go to the, the dentist office, you're about to pull some teeth. Like I get to go to work every day and just, and see, I'm not going to see the 5am class. I'm going to go see CEO and I'm going to go see, you know, I'm going to go see my, my, my friends, you know, and I get to train them and work with them. So it, it's a really positive place and I think in today's world where you turn on the news you listen to the radio you flip anything on it tends to be bad news bad news bad news bad news or even you know when you run into a friend in the grocery store and hey what's going on man how are you oh I'm exhausted I'm tired I'm stressed I've been working too hard it tends to be very negative but when you walk into the gym you know when when I walk into metabolic it's just it's it's positive. It's hey, Kim, how are you? Good to see you. You know, like ready to get this workout in. Let's get it done. And at the end, it's high fives fist pounds, and you know, and just going over what we just did together. So I think um
1: it's like one of those funny things too. Everyone will complain about the workout we just had, but deep down inside, you know, that's why they're coming. Oh, back. we
0: love <laughs> it. Yeah, we love it. You know, yeah, you kind of commiserate over how hard it was, but it's you're, you're commiserating because you're proud, right? Absolutely. Like I can't believe we just made it through that. Or you know, like I've seen. Um, uh, you know, somebody going for push ups for the first time, and an entire group of people just cheering them on, getting ready to go because they're about to do push ups for the first time on their feet. You know, as an adult, when else do you get an opportunity to have a cheering crowd when you do when you achieve something? You know, like you hand in or you finish a stack of papers at work. Most likely, your boss isn't going <laughs> to cheer you on for that. No, you I know, they're like, I would say, no. That's yeah. the
1: cool. That's another great point, and that's something to touch on too. Is that also embodies the metabolic experience? Because yeah. how many times do we see people who are a little? introverted or shy come into our facility and suddenly they have a whole new circle of friends or people that um, they can hang out with outside the gym on the weekend or go get breakfast with after a Saturday class Mm. or, you know, get some wine on a, Tuesday night or whatever night they (laughs) they do it
0: and a Wednesday uh, and and a Thursday and a Friday
1: but uh, I think that's for me honestly that's one of the coolest things uh, that I've seen happen uh, at at Metabolic it's just just the experience of meeting new people who share a common goal and and have very similar interests and that that makes it all worth it
0: and I think that's going to be one of the cool things about having this podcast is because I think you were so smart in the way that you designed the program and the way that you created the community, because there's been, like I said, a million different workout programs out there. But I think, you know, a lot of people joke and say that we're a cult or like, you know, I'm not drinking the water at metabolic because there's something in it. You know, you're all addicted. Um, but there's I a think little truth a little truth. <laughs> you were so smart in your program design and your setup of of the room of, of what, you know, all the little pieces that make metabolic so effortlessly perfect that I think, you know, for a lot of, you know, maybe there's some fitness professionals that are going to be listening to this that, you know, are just kind of coming up and and that won't realize those little details are so important to to building something special. And I think you're just a wealth of knowledge to help uh, oh, with that.
1: Thanks, Liz. I often equate it to being a, a bartender at yeah. a really busy bar. It looks easy yeah. until you get behind that bar and you've got to do it. And it's yeah. it's suddenly very, very hard. So I just used my trials and tribulations in training and I always just taught my classes with a sense of paranoia in terms of what is the client going to experience? What, what if they don't like the order of these exercises or what if they feel like it's too crowded or what if they feel like they're not getting the right piece of equipment that they wanted on that exercise? So all of that comes in. I think the empathy that we've learned to show at metabolic has really helped us create a successful business and, Mm -hmm. and, grow going forward so yeah all good stuff there but we did put out an Instagram Q&A and so I thought it'd be kind of fun to go back and forth a little bit with a a little question so first one we'll lead off with to kind of end this first episode of the metabolic experience is someone would like to know if you have any ideas for crunchy healthy snacks at nighttime
0: (sighs) That's a tough one. To read <laughs> carrot sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got kind of a funny little story here, so just a quick sidebar. My uh, husband and I recently did a, a round of the I ketogenic that, diet. I, I know that. I? <laughs> yeah. most of, I, uh, I should also backtrack a little farther and say that I said to imagine the most handsome man on the earth, according to Drew Smith, but it is totally my husband. He is the most handsome man I've ever seen. But um, no, We, we did a little stint with the ketogenic diet, and we were looking for like a crunchy, we, we were, it we was on a Sunday, we wanted like potato chips or yeah. popcorn or something. And we peeled Brussels sprouts <laughs> and put them in the oven and made like Brussels sprout chips. That <laughs> we have never been more pissed off in our lives. <laughs> it was the most disappointing thing ever. So, yeah. uh, yeah, so I don't recommend you make Brussels sprout chips because they were disappointing, but, um, I think, uh, some salty, crunchy carbs. I mean, it depends on, on what your eating patterns are, but I know for me, like a, like a rice cake with peanut butter is always like a, a go to for me just because it gives me that crunch, the peanut butter or the almond butter. Um, Brian would be mad if I said peanut butter, almond butter. Peanuts are worse for you. Um, but, uh, um, uh, that That's always been like You're a crunchy. Yourself in trouble, yeah. I know. I'm taking myself into a big episode one and I'm already getting divorced. Um, but yeah, like a rice cake with uh, some, some peanut butter or something on that's always a, a Go to. Yeah,
1: I know my wife Kara has uh, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my <laughs> life by far. My wife Kara. She is stunning. She, she is very pretty. Uh, but she she always has low fat popcorn at night. That's uh, her yeah, go to. Yeah. So they have these bags of popcorn. It's probably like 100, 200 calories. Like skinny, yeah. pops, skinny pops. Smart pops, pops yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a good one. Um, for me, I'm a, as you know very well, I'm a huge sweet guy. Yeah. I could go. I, I like potato chips. I could go the rest of my life without eating another chip. Mm-hmm. If you told me I couldn't have another chocolate chip, you right. would have a real problem. <laughs> okay. So for me to kind of get that crunch in and curb the sweet tooth, it's funny. There's a woman who works out at one of our gyms, Kari. And she's pro. Aside from being just about the nicest person I think I've ever met in my life, she's incredibly nice. Yeah, uh, she works for an Apple distribution company, and the they sell yeah they sell apples worldwide. And she brought in these apples called Koru apples, and they're from New Zealand. Honestly, Lindsay, this was by far, the best apple I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it completely changed my perception of, like, what you could eat for dessert or get a oh, little yeah. crunch at night. And, uh, you know, so I'll get, like, a, a good Honeycrisp apple or a Koru apple, yeah. and that makes a huge difference. You chase that with a glass or two of water, and you'll be pretty full from that. Yep. But I think one of the things that people should know is, you know, if you fall off the horse now and then and have some potato chips, that just means you're human. And that's right. okay. It's not
0: going to kill you. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. Absolutely. As long as it, you know, doesn't lead to more. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so I've got one that I need to ask because this goes uh, It's a little personal. This one, Dan, I'm coming for you next time I see you Dan's
1: in a tough spot. here.
0: But Dan wants to know what makes the Green Island Blue Room at 5 a.m. so cool.
1: I think it's obviously because I'm teaching it most of the time. (laughs) Dan is one of our uh, Clifton Park clients that uh, made the mistake of coming over and working out with me one day. He went over to the dark side. Yeah. So Lindsay and I, I I train mostly in our Green Island location. We have six locations for our listeners out there. So one of our, these two particular locations are about 15 minutes apart. So one day I stupidly opened up an Instagram story (laughs) where I polled our clients who gave a more intense workout at the gym because Lindsay and I are known as probably two of the more intense trainers at, at Metabolic. And obviously, I learned a valuable lesson that day. Do not ever mess with Lindsay's you army. You don't cross me. Yeah, you don't cross Lindsay. And she beat me in a landslide. But uh, ever since then, we've had a fun little game of of talking trash. And Dan just be happy to become a part of it. <laughs>
0: Dan, I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh, here's another one. going to go to Saratoga now. <laughs> he, is, he is. Although Kelsey's not much better than us. So. <laughs> no, she's not. Um, so uh, we had a, cl- a question. I've lost my motivation almost completely. What do I do? And uh, I think this is a good question because I think it, it's kind of, it's one that we all kind of struggle with, especially this time of year. Um, we are in upstate New York, um, for somebody that might be listening to this, anyplace else. Um, and so it basically gets dark. At like what seven? now? Yeah, we
1: went, It was it was the best time of year to be in upstate New York is in uh, early September to mid October. Yeah, but we have now passed that threshold, and now it gets miserable. It's about to get real.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's dark pretty much all the time now. It's just kind of cold. It's kind of rainy. Um, you know, uh, teachers are back to school, but the excitement of the beginning of it is over, and now you're just kind of in the grind of it all. The holidays are coming up. It's a busy time. So I think this is a. a Typical time where people tend to lose um, their motivation or their esteem. So um, one, I think just knowing and not feeling like bad about yourself, if you lose some motivation, is knowing that you're human and it's okay, you're gonna go through different seasons. There's gonna be times when you're super hyper-motivated and you can't wait to come every day. And there's gonna be times when you just kind of don't really have it and and that's okay. It's normal and it's human. So I think the more we beat ourselves up about not wanting to go to the gym, the less you're going to want to go. But if you just kind of say like, all right, you know, I'm not really feeling today. I'll take a rest day and allow yourself to feel that it's OK. Um, but I think to get yourself back into it. Um, I mean, two things. One, having a group group to get back to, you know, like we have at Metabolic makes it easier because you're not just going for the workout, you're going for the, the people.
1: There's a little accountability. There's accountability
0: there. there. You're excited to see your friends. So I think, you know, it's really important to, to find a, a group, a kind of a motivational uh, squad, if you will, that, to help you kind of dig yourself out of the trenches. And, and then also, I mean, and, and, you know, you can obviously give your advice, but I'd say just, get to class whatever you have to do just you're not going to feel like it you might not want to go but if you can just get yourself through the door you will be so happy every time that you did oh my
1: god yeah I mean there have been so many times and I'm sure you're the same way yeah where I starting a metabolic workout is probably on the the bottom of my list of things I wanted to do (laughs) but Every single time, I'm, I'm glad I did. Yeah. And, and I feel better. Yeah. And, and I think the thing with motivation, understand, is that that's human. Everybody yeah. goes through that. Everyone goes through ups and downs and highs and lows. I think for me, something that motivates me a lot, and I don't know if this person has children or is a parent, but just setting a good example for for your children as to mm. as to how do you want them to live their life how how do you want them to define health and fitness and how much of a part of their life do you want them to have that be right. and i think that for me, and in times when I'm like, you know, I get down on myself sometimes. I think, man, I'm 38. Why am I trying to look like I'm 25? I'll just be a dad. I'll just get a dad bod. <laughs> and and then I think to myself, is this the example I want to set for my son? Right. Do I want him to grow up watching his dad work out and, and think that's normal? Or do I want him to grow up with his dad drinking Bud Light on the couch, eating potato chips and thinking that's normal? and. Don't get me wrong; I do that just about every Saturday. But (laughs) um, you know, the the fact remains. I think I think you have to find reasons that are super, super, almost emotionally strong for you, and and you and catapult those into getting yourself in the gym. And like Lindsay said, the hardest part about the gym is honestly just walking through the door. Um, And that's also the best part about the gym because your thought process with designing a workout or um, you know thinking about how much weight to use is over. You know, you literally. They just have to walk in so enjoy each day as it comes each day is truly a blessing that we have here on yep. this earth you know and the older I get the more and more I realize that especially with all the, the tragedies going on out there in the world mm-hmm. and I think that for this particular individual understandable that you lost your motivation but just get a habit going just develop the habit and, yeah. and you'll find yourself recharged for sure and
0: I love that you mentioned and I don't want to pass over it because I think it's a really strong sentiment and I'll actually ask people in class all the time like what is your why you know I think if you can define your why your reason then that motivation that will help you to find your motivation again because if it's just I'm going to the gym because that's what I'm supposed to do that is easy to forego but if, if you have a greater purpose you know, if you have to remember, you know, this is your time, this is your 45 minutes, this is, you know, whatever your why is, um, you know, hold on to that and use that to help get you through the door for the first time.
1: All right. So we got time for one more. And this is a great one to close out this first episode with my man, Alan, who always has great questions for us. He wants Shout to out know.
0: Devoe Farm. <laughs>
1: he wants to know who comes with all the ideas for the workout templates also, is there a specific formula that is used?
0: Matt comes up with everything. I have nothing to do with it. I've never made an exercise in my life.
1: <laughs> this is false. <laughs> very, very false. If it was up to me, we would do all chest and biceps. And if it was up to Lindsay, we would do all all glutes and Funny core exercises, but <laughs> together we're able to come up with something that works for everyone. Don't
0: worry, ladies. We'll have a uh, Instagram handle and you'll be able to find all my butt workouts on there.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, Lin- Lindsay, I'll, since 2014, I've designed all the workouts on my own. I've gotten some great template ideas from some of my trainers over the years that I've definitely used, but. Recently, I, I brought in Lindsay to help start to understand how how we do program design here at metabog because it dawned on me I don't have a Plan B in case <laughs> whatever event happens. Knock on wood right now, but uh, you know I thought it was good that someone else understood how how to design these workouts in the way that we want them done and. You know, it's kind of like Lindsay alluded to earlier. There is a formula behind okay. it. It's not a mathematical formula. But essentially what we're doing in each workout is we're doing upper body push, upper body pull, lower body, core, a functional cardio movement. It could be a burpee, a mountain climber, a bear crawl. Oof. It could be uh, a starjack to a thruster, <laughs> which I heard was a popular one we very, did recently. Very popular. <laughs> uh, it could be anything like that. And uh, we do butt stuff every single day, <laughs> thanks to Lindsay. But that, that's going to yes. appear just about daily. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just finding that balance in there. And then we have certain muscle groups we emphasize on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Certain ones we emphasize on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And the reason I did that was just so that people didn't get overuse injuries mm-hmm. at, at certain joints or felt like they weren't you know, tearing down the muscle too much in certain areas. So <laughs> I think... The, the frequency that we provide at metabolic training is a huge, huge key to the results that we get. You know, when you do chest once a week for 90% of people out there or glutes once a week, it's not going to yield the results as if right. you do it four or five times. So, you know, we really monitor the volume we do of every single exercise, meaning the number of sets we do per muscle group, per workout, yeah. and then and then kind of go from there. And, you know, I think... A lot of our listeners and who are probably clients for the most part right now, <laughs> our goal is to make it so that yeah, that's metabolic. not always the case. <laughs> but um, a lot of people have seen our growth and our progress yeah. and, and how we've learned to evolve and, and come up with different things we've looked at some of our old templates from you know 2013 2014 and it, they're kind of funny to look at now they oh, yeah. I, I think we would, they all
0: had like 30 seconds yeah, rest and-
1: 30 seconds on 30 <laughs> seconds off and we had four know, stations four stations <laughs> and then now it's it's gotten it, it's really evolved into something where we're really getting i, I don't think anyone can question the uh a, Economic efficiency of our workout. Oh, yeah. It is oh, extremely yeah. efficient.
0: And that's one thing that, like, again, I talk to like your programming and what you've designed. Cause I, w- I mean, when Matt sent me the master spreadsheet of the workouts, I felt like I had just been given like the fulcrum. Like I had just been given this like amazing artifact that I should be put in a museum someplace. It was like the most, one of the most like honorable things I've ever received. Um, and when he says we looked back at workouts from 2013, it's because he literally has Every single workout we have ever done at Metabolic from the day he started. Every template that we do, he has it written down when we last did the template. I think that's something a lot of people
1: would be interested to know is that we know it's not random. We know we know when the last time we did a certain template is and there's a certain way that we like to flow the week together. We we do workouts called knockout workouts where they kind of stay at the same station for a number of sets and then we have faster, more cardiovascular based workouts that are more free flowing and, and quicker moving. Yeah. But yeah, there is a method to the madness.
0: Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty impressive. It's a pretty impressive document. Oh,
1: you're the best. <laughs> Well, that'll do it for this first episode of The Metabolic Experience. I hope you guys found this to be valuable and worthwhile. I know we had a great time down here yep. in, my, in my dark, damp basement <laughs> talking metabolic training. If you guys would like more information, please visit TheMetabolicExperience.com. We're going to soon have a subscription-based service where you can get hotel workouts. You can get... Extra recipes to to make your macro coaching program even more enjoyable and just a a lot of great content aside from this podcast that will appear on there to enhance your fitness journey. So once again, thank you very much for tuning in and we will talk to you soon. Perfect.